Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here tonight with Raj Balabha, who's visiting us from California, and Abhai Dasbrahmachari, who's taking care of everything and everybody in such a way that we're all blissed out. Hare Krishna. We hope you're all safe and sound. Um, we got some feedback about, you know, the uploads to the to the uh, YouTube. Uh, and we want you to know that we made a solution. And that is that Abai will send we were doing a double thing. In other words, he, he was sending it to Braj and then Braj was sending it to the, you know, and it was a double, it doesn't really, not necessary. So Abai is going to be sending, uploading to the YouTube our video right when it's finished. So those persons who are waiting for it, you know, to, to have to listen to and watch, will have it on time. Okay. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, explains what the Bhagavatam is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems, of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali, you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Mareka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana mannistadaka madbhagya madanandana mostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin Atini chochata kada Hanamun chakadachin mam Premna ritkanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly O exalter of the most fallen Please never leave me Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate 
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the seventh chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, Lord Shiva has arranged for the sacrifice to be uh, continued. He's given Daksha a goat's head. He's still the same Daksha. Uh, and now Lord Vishnu has appeared from the sacrificial fire. And everyone is offering their prayers to Lord, Lord Vishnu. We're beginning with text 34. The sages prayed, Dear Lord, your activities are most wonderful, and although you do everything by your different potencies, you are not at all attached to such activities. You are not even attached to the goddess of fortune, who is worshipped by the great demigods like Brahma, who pray to achieve her mercy. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita it is said that the Lord has no desire to achieve any result from his wonderful activities, nor has he any need to perform them. But still, in order to give an example to people in general, he sometimes acts and those activities are very wonderful. He is not attached to anything. Namam karmani limpanti. Although he acts very wonderfully, he is not at all attached to anything. Bhagavad Gita 4.14 He is self-sufficient. The example is given here that the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, is always engaged in the service of your Lord. But still, He is not attached to her. Even great demigods like Brahma worship the goddess of fortune in order to win her favor. But although the Lord is worshipped by many hundreds of thousands of goddesses of fortune, he is not at all attached to any one of them. This distinction concerning the exalted transcendental position of the Lord is specifically mentioned by the great sages. He is not like the ordinary living entity who is attached to the results of pious activities. Texts 35 The Siddhas prayed, Like an elephant that has suffered in a forest fire but can forget all its troubles by entering a river, Our minds, O Lord, always merged in the nectarian river of your transcendental pastimes, and and they desire never to leave such transcendental bliss, which is as good as the pleasure of merging into the Absolute. Purport The statement is, this statement is from the Siddhas, the inhabitants of Siddhaloka where the eight kinds of material perfection are complete. The residents of Siddhaloka have full control in the eight kinds of yogic perfection, but from their statement it appears that they are pure devotees. They always merge in the nectarian river of hearing 
of the pastimes of the Lord. Hearing of the pastimes of the Lord is called Krishna Katha. Similarly, there is a statement by Prahlad Maharaj that those who are always merged in the ocean of the nectar of describing the Lord's pastimes are liberated and have no fear of the material condition of life. The Siddhas say that the, that the mind of an ordinary person is full of anxieties. The example is given of the elephant who has suffered in a forest fire and who enters into a river for relief. If persons who are suffering in the forest fire of this material existence will only enter into the nectarian river of the description of the pastimes of the Lord, they will forget all the troubles of the miserable material existence. The Siddhas do not care for fruitive activities such as performing sacrifices and achieving the good results. They simply merge in the transcendental discussions of the pastimes of the Lord. That makes them completely happy without care for pious or impious activities. For those who are always in Krishna consciousness, there is no need to perform any kind of pious or impious sacrifices or activities. Krishna consciousness in it is itself <clears throat> complete, for it includes all the processes praised in the Vedic scriptures. Text 36 The wife of Daksha prayed as follows. My dear Lord, it is very fortunate that you have appeared in, in this arena of sacrifice. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, and I request that you be pleased on this occasion. The sacrificial arena is not beautiful without you. Just as a body is not beautiful without the head. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Purport. Another name for Lord Vishnu is Yagyeshwar. In Bhagavad Gita it is said that all activities should be performed as Vishnu Yagya for the pleasure of Lord Vishnu. Unless we please Him, whatever we do is the cause of our bondage in the material world. This is confirmed herein by the wife of Daksha. Without your presence, the grandeur of this sacrificial ceremony is useless, just as a body without the head, however decorated it may be, is useless. The comparison is equally applicable, applicable to the social body. Material civilization is very proud of being advanced, but it is actually the useless trunk of a body without a head. Without Krishna consciousness, without an understanding of Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, any advancement in a civilization, no matter how sophisticated, is of no value. There is a statement in the Hari Bhakti Sududaya, Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya Jati Shastram Japastapaha Apranasyaiva Dehasya Mandanam 
Lokaranjanam. The purport is that sometimes when a friend or relative dies, especially among lower class men, the dead body is decorated, dressed and ornamented for dressed and ornamented, the body is taken in procession. That sort of decoration of the dead body has no actual value because the life force is already gone. Similarly, airy, any aristocracy, any social prestige, or any advancement of material civilization without Krishna consciousness is as good as the decoration of a dead body. The name of the wife of Daksha was Prasuti, and she was the daughter of Swayambhuvamanu. Her sister, Devahuti, was married to Kardamamuni, and Kapiladev, the personality of Godhead, became her son. Prasuti then was the aunt of Lord Vishnu. She was asking the favor of Lord Vishnu in an affectionate mode. Since she was his aunt, she sought some special favor. Also significant in this verse is that the Lord is praised with the goddess of fortune. Wherever Lord Vishnu is worshipped, naturally there is the favor of the goddess of fortune. Lord Vishnu is addressed as Amrita, transcendental. The demigods, including Brahma and Lord Shiva, were produced after the creation. But Lord Vishnu existed before the creation. He is addressed here as Amrita. Lord Vishnu is worshipped with his internal energy by the Vaishnavas. Prasuti, the wife of Daksha, implored the Lord to turn the priests into Vaishnavas instead of simply fruitive workers performing sacrifices for some material benefits. Text 37 The governors of various planets spoke as follows. Dear Lord, we believe only in our direct perception, but under the circumstances we do not know whether we have actually seen you with our material senses. By our material senses we can simply perceive the cosmic manifestation, but you are beyond the five elements. You are the sixth. We see you, therefore, as a creation of the material world. Purport. The governors of the various planets are certainly materially opulent and very puffed up. Such persons are unable to stand, understand the transcendental, eternal form of the Lord. In the Brahma Sangita, it is stated that only persons who have anointed their eyes with love of Godhead can see the personality of Godhead in every step of their activities. Also, in the prayers of Kunti, Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8.26, it is said that only those who are akinchana gocharam, who are not materially puffed up, can see the Supreme personality of Godhead. Others are bewildered and cannot even think of the Absolute Truth. Text 38 
the great mystics said, Dear Lord, persons who see you as non-different from themselves, knowing that you are the super-soul of all living entities, are certainly very, very dear to you. You are very favorable toward those who engage in devotional service, accepting you as the Lord and themselves as the servants. By your mercy, you are always inclined in their favor. Purport. It is indicated in this verse that the monists and the great mystics know the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one. This oneness is not the misunderstanding that a living entity is equal in every respect to the personality to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This, moni this monism is based on pure knowledge, as described and confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.17. Priyohi jnanino tyartam ahamsacha mamapriyaha. The Lord says that those who are advanced in transcendental knowledge and know the science of Krishna consciousness are very dear to Him and He is also very dear to them. Those who are actually in perfect knowledge of the science of God know that the living entities are superior energy of the Supreme, of the Supreme Lord. This is stated in Bhagavad Gita 7th chapter. The material energy is inferior and the living entities are superior energy. Energy and the energetic are non-different. Therefore, energies possess the same quality as the energetic. Persons who are in full knowledge of the, of the personality of Godhead, analyzing his different energies and knowing their own constitutional position are certainly very, very dear to the Lord. Persons, however, who may not even be conversant with knowledge of the Supreme Personality, but who always think of the Lord with love and faith, feeling that He is great and that they are His parts and parcels, ever His servitors, are even more favored by Him. The particular significance of this verse is that the Lord is addressed as Vatsala. Vatsala means always favorably disposed. The Lord's name is Bhakta Vatsala. The Lord is famous as Bhakta Vatsala, which means that He is always favorably inclined to the devotees, whereas He is never addressed anywhere in the Vedic literature as Jnani Vatsala. Text 39 We offer our respectful obeisances unto the Supreme, who has created varieties of manifestations and put them under the spell of the three qualities of the material world in order to create, maintain, and annihilate them. He himself is not under the control of the external energy, in his personal feature, he is completely devoid of the variegated manifestation of material qualities. He is under no illusion of false identification. 
purport. Two situations are described in this verse. One is the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of the material world, and the other is the Lord's own establishment. There is also quality in the Lord's own establishment, the kingdom of God. It is stated here that Goloka is his personal situation. There is also quality in Goloka, but that quality is not divided into creation, maintenance, and annihilation. Excuse me. In the external energy, the interaction of the three qualities makes it possible for things to be created, maintained, and annihilated. But in the spiritual world, or the kingdom of God, there is no such exhibition, since everything is eternal, sentient, and blissful. There is a class of philosophers who misunderstand the appearance of the personality of Godhead within this material world. They are under the impression that when the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears, he is under the spell of the three qualities, like all the other living entities who appear within this material world. That is their misunderstanding. As it is clearly stated here, Swasangstaya, by his internal potency, he is transcendental to all these material qualities. Similarly, in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, I appear by my internal potency. Both the internal and external potencies are under the control of the Supreme. So he does not come under the control of either of these potencies. Rather, everything is under his control. In order to manifest his transcendental name, fame, form, his name, form, qualities, pastimes, and paraphernalia, he brings into action his internal energy. On account of the variegatedness of the external potency, there are manifestations of many qualitative demigods, beginning with Brahma and Lord Shiva. And people are attracted to these demigods according to their own material quality. But when one is transcendental or surpasses the material qualities, he is simply fixed in the worship of the Supreme Personality or Godhead. This fact is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Anyone engaged in the service of the Lord is already transcendental to the variegatedness and interaction of the three material qualities. The summary is that the conditioned souls are being pulled by the action and reaction of the material qualities, which create a differentiation of energies. But in, the, but in the spiritual world, the worshipable one is the Supreme Lord and no one else.
text 40. The personified Vedas said, We offer our respectful obeisances unto you, the Lord, the shelter of the quality of goodness, and therefore the source of all religion, austerity, and penance. For you are transcendental to all material qualities, and no one knows you or your actual situation. In the material world, there is the trinity of the three material qualities. Lord Vishnu has accepted the superintendence of the quality of goodness, which is the source of religion, knowledge, austerity, renunciation, opulence, and so on. Because of this, actual peace, prosperity, knowledge, and religion can be attained when the living entities are under the control of the quality of goodness in the material world. As soon as they are subjected to the control of the other two qualities, namely passion and ignorance, their precarious conditional life becomes intolerable. But Lord Vishnu, in his original position, is always nirguna, which means transcendental to these material qualities. Guna means quality, and nir means negation. This does not indicate, however, that he has no qualities. He has transcendental qualities by which he appears and manifests his pastimes. The positive transcendental qualitative manifestation is unknown to the students of the Vedas as well as to the great stalwart demigods like Brahma and Shiva. Actually, the transcendental qualities are manifested only to the devotees, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, simply by discharging devotional service, one, one can understand the transcendental position of the Supreme Lord. Those who are in the mode of goodness can partially enter into the transcendental understanding, but it is, it is advised in Bhagavad Gita that one has to surpass this the Vedic principles are based on the three qualities of the material modes. One has to transcend these three qualities, and then one can be situated in pure and simple spiritual life. Okay, text 41. <clears throat> the fire god said, My dear Lord, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you because by your favor I am as luminous as blazing fire and I accept the offerings mixed with butter and offered and sacrificed. The five kinds of offerings according to the Yajur Veda are all your different energies and you, and you are worshipped by five kinds of Vedic hymns. Sacrifice means your Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport In Bhagavad Gita it is clearly said that yajna should be performed for, for Lord Vishnu. Lord Vishnu has 1,000 popular transcendental names out of which 
one name is Yajna. It is clearly said that everything should be done for the satisfaction of Yajna or Vishnu. All other actions, <clears throat> all other actions a person may take are only causes for his bondage. Everyone has to perform Yajna according to the Vedic hymns. As stated in the Upanishads, fire, as, as stated in the Upanishads, fire, the altar, the auspicious full moon, the period of four months called Chaturmasya, the sacrificial animal, and the beverage called Soma are necessary requisites, as are the specific hymns mentioned in the Vedas and composed of four letters. One hymn is as follows, Ashrayate Ashra Vajeti Chatur Aksharam Astu Shoshad Iti Chatur Aksharam Yajeti Dwabhyam Ye Yajamaha These mantras chanted according to the Shruti and Smriti literatures are only to please Lord Vishnu for the deliverance of those who are materially conditioned and attached to material enjoyment performing yajna and following the rules and regulations of the four divisions of society and of spiritual life are recommended it is said in the vishnu purana that by offering sacrifice to vishnu one one can gradually be liberated that is yajna any person who is in Krishna consciousness has dedicated his life for the satisfaction of Krishna, the origin of all Vishnu forms, and by offering worship and prasad daily, he becomes the best performer of yajna. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is clearly stated that in this age of Kali, the only successful performance of yajna or sacrifice is Yajnai Sankirtana Prayaya. The best type of sacrifice is simply to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This yajna is offered before the form of Lord Chaitanya, as other yajnas are offered before the form of Lord Vishnu. This recommenda these recommendations are found in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Moreover, this yajna performance confirms that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Vishnu himself. As Lord Vishnu appeared at the Daksha Yajna long, long ago, Lord Chaitanya has appeared in this age to accept our Sankirtan Yajna. Mm -hmm. So it's seven seven fifty six already. Krishna goes by so fast. So we're going to stop our, our reading for tonight and start tomorrow with text forty two. And we will wait for the reflections of the 
assembled devotees. First is something from Braj Balaba. Braj Balaba, first off the blocks. Wouldn't you know it? It's one of the benefits of being here in person. Yeah. Hare <laughs> sure. Krishna, humble sure obeisances. Sure is. Uh, my comment is on uh, text 37 um, uh, I wanted to just read this per part of the purport and then discuss also in the prayers of Kunti Bhagavatam 1826 it is stated that only those who are akinchana gocharam who are not materially puffed up can see the supreme personality of Godhead others are bewildered and cannot even think of the absolute truth I mean, that sounds pretty heavy. It is. But most of the whole world is materially popular. Yeah, therefore, most of the whole world can't even think of the Supreme Personality of God. It's pretty scary. Huh? That's pretty scary. No, it's not. It's providence. It's, it's Krishna through the agency of the material nature Fulfilling everyone's desires. Apoanamcha. Um, Apoanamcha means forgetfulness. And in the 15th chapter of the Gita, Krishna says that he is forgetfulness. He causes the forgetfulness. He reciprocates with those who want to forget and gives them forgetfulness. It, it also, uh, the sentence also indicates that um, that if we're not materially puffed up then there's a chance yes and, this and the mercy of Krishna is in the difficulties and miseries that we, that we are forced to go through in the material world because those things tend to help us become not puffed up Hare Krishna. First is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, sending you and the devotees greetings from Dam Square, where the Rathiatra Amsterdam was held successfully. Very good. The Supreme Yajna. From Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I was just reading from the Nectar of Devotion this morning. Mm. It says that one picks up their devotional service where it was left off in their past life. Hmm. How does one know if they were a devotee in a past life and didn't start their devotional journey in this life? How does someone actually become a devotee if they had no devotional service in past lives? I was reading about the rareness of pure devotional service. Thank you. Well, it's, you, it's, you can't make a generalization you can't know the details of our past lives. You can't know whether you've been a devotee before or not. 
for sure. But there are indications. You know, some devotees, they come to Krishna consciousness and they immediately take to it and it's very easy and they never look back. Those persons, it's highly likely that they've done a lot of devotional service in their previous life. And some devotees are sincere and they surrender, but they struggle. They're in and out and in and out and they struggle. It takes time for them to actually come to the point of giving their, themselves completely. Those persons may or may not have been devotees in their past life. Prabhupada once told us that he, would, he gave us faith. His association actually gave us faith, enough faith that we could hear and understand clearly and actually submit to his instructions and follow him. So, but, on the other hand, the, the analysis of it, trying to understand it, is more or less a waste of time. Because whatever you think and whatever you say, you are where you are, you are what you are, and the scriptures make it clear what you're supposed to do. So we should use our speculative reasoning rather than try to figure out those things to try to understand what the scriptures are saying. And doing that, along with the association of other like-minded devotees, as we're doing now every night, almost every night, is the way to do that. They have a saying, somebody, has, somebody said it, I don't know who it was, count your blessings. If you're hearing and you're liking what you hear from Prabhupada's books, count your blessings. There's another verse in, in the Bhagavatam that says, if you're chanting Hare Krishna sincerely, that means you must have done all the previous things that you need to do to do that. Meaning, gone to all the holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas, done the austerities, given in charity. You had to have done those things in a previous life. So in that sense, you can be sure. If you're chanting Hare Krishna, then you've done devotional service before. Hare Krishna. Christopher says thank you. Hare Krishna. I wonder because I grew without any faith in my home. I sometimes struggle with having faith in general because of that. Sri the Prabhupada's books helped tremendously. Well, Prahlad Maharaj didn't have any faith in his home. He was born into a family of huge demons. But the fact that he knew about Krishna consciousness from the beginning meant that he had heard, and he did, in the womb of his mother, from Narada Muni, no less. Anyway, we're here. We have Prabhupada's books, and we know to read them and to follow them, and this is our good fortune. Count your blessings. Hare Krishna. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your daily readings and Sri the Prabhupada's books. Today I heard 
quote. Priyo hi jnani no tam hung sa cha mama priyaha. The Lord says that those who are advanced in transcendental knowledge and know the science of Krishna consciousness are very dear to him, and he is also very dear to them. Those who are actually in perfect knowledge of the science of God know that the living entities are superior energy of the Supreme Lord. Unquote. That's why hear and chant and learn about transcendental knowledge is very important. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to hear transcendental scripture. Well, Hare Krishna, thank you for being there and thank you for passing uh, this knowledge on through book distribution, through having, through distributing Prabhupada's books and giving, you know, um, spending time with people explaining Krishna consciousness. Keep up the good work. Hare Krishna. Next is from Vilas Manjari. Yes, Vilas Manjari. Dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. So nice to be jumping into the nectarian river of the descriptions of the pastimes of the, of the Lord. I really appreciated the statement of the Siddhas and their comparison of the elephant in a forest fire mm. entering a cooling river to hear, to hearing of the pastimes of the Lord. Mm. And I think we are very, very fortunate to have access to this cooling river of hearing. Mm. On this note... Bhadra Pranima was very successful in Australia by the grace of Vaisheshika Prabhu, who is leading us all forward more and more. Mm. Bhagavatam sets were distributed here in the past six months of the Bhadra campaign than ever before. Very nice. And she also has a question. Mm. The governors of the planets say that the Lord is beyond the five material elements that he is the sixth. What is the sixth element they are referring to? It's referring to uh, being beyond the five gross elements of the material world. It's a, it's a poetic statement. Five material elements constitute what we can see and feel and touch and hear and smell and see. So he's beyond those five elements, therefore he's called the sixth element. So they're amazed that they can see him. Because his body is not made of earth and water and fire and air and ether. Hare Krishna. And this is from Kaladvipati. Yes, Kaladvipati. <clears throat> Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Ho. A little gem in the beginning. Quote. If persons who are suffering in the forest fire of this material existence will only enter into the nectarian river of the description mm. of the pastimes of the Lord, mm. they will forget all the troubles of the miserable material existence. There you go. 
That's why it, Prabhupada always said that this is the best welfare work that you can do for human society, period. Distribute these books. And distribute this sound. Hare Krishna. Next is from Daitari Hari. Hari Bo Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thanks for tonight's reading. Some interesting points in some of the purports. First, on a similar point that Prajbalaba made, have just made, but from a different angle. Quote, the governors of the various planets are certainly materially opulent and very puffed up. Such persons are unable to understand the transcendental eternal form of the Lord. Unquote. I find my mind often contaminated by the idea that if I was better materially situated, I'd be more peaceful and enthusiastic in devotional service. It's a blatant self-deception, one I hope to be strong enough to toss out completely. Also, in text 39, quote, Anyone engaged in the service of the Lord is already transcendental to the variegatedness and interaction of the material mm -hmm. qualities. Unquote. Does this mean that even in our conditioned state, that for those few moments we consciously and sincerely engage in Krishna consciousness, we are transcendental to the modes? Yes. Uh, if, if you're doing devotional service, um, there's different levels of devotional service. Again, you can't make a generalization on a point like this. There's different levels of devotional service. But if you're doing what you do for the pleasure of Krishna, because that's what devotional service means, to do your service, to do your duty, to do your devotional activities, to do everything with the purpose of pleasing Krishna, which means consciousness, conscious of Krishna, then while you're doing that, you're not within the three modes of nature. And if you stop thinking of him, you're in the modes of nature. And if you start thinking about him again, you're outside of the modes of nature. So the idea is to be liberated, you have to get outside of the material nature altogether. Mam chayo bibicharina bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samati jaitan brahmabhuyaya kalpate one who engages in devotional service steadily without falling down for an instant, he transcends the modes of material nature and Brahmabhuya, Yakaltade, becomes liberated. Brahmabhuta. He's called Brahmabhuta, not Jiva-bhuta. Hare Krishna. Next is from Sarvagya. Yes, Sarvagya. Maharaj, thank you so much for your daily reading. Yesterday I went to fresh up in the bathroom and there were so many small cockroaches. As soon as I put light on, all the jivas disappeared. A few was there. Then I slowly removed outside, careful, carefully. Your daily reading section is remembering, reminding me again and again, everyone is part and parcel of the Lord. Thank you so much, Maharaj, your servant, Sarvagya. Hare Krishna, thank you very much for the deep realization. Thank you. 
question from Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Everyone smile for me. Abhaya Das Brahmachari is going to speak. It's nothing. Anyway, this is from the. I thought it was funny that the wife of Daksha mentioned that the sacrificial arena is not beautiful without you, just as a body is not beautiful without the head. I I thought that too. You know, she didn't mention her husband, <laughs> but he was the one that got his head cut off and then a goat's head put on. So I'm sure that it had something to do with that, but it's uh, maybe not, but whatever it is, it's like very clever. Very clever. From Bhaktin Maxine? Yes, Bhaktin Maxine. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Life is so boring without thinking of Krishna. Thank you for tonight's reading. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you so much. And I thank all of you for your beautiful reflections, especially I appreciate how you're beginning to bring sentences out like gems and let us look at them and appreciate. You know, it's very nice. Very nice way to, to study Prabhupada's books and to understand more deeply the meanings of Prabhupada's books. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. We'll hear more about how all the assembled auspicious personalities are offering their different prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.